Yay, so here we are uh, recording another episode of Becoming Cosmically You and today we have Cheryl Parker with us. So over to you, Cheryl, let us know who you are and, and what you do. Sure. Uh, so I am a grief expert and a mental health facilitator. So it's just my passion project that I have been involved in for almost 20 years now which came about from my eight-year-old daughter, Rachel, uh, dying from a condition called ITP, where your antibodies attack your platelets instead of the virus. And she was a healthy little girl up until she was eight years old when she got this uh, flu virus that the whole family was hit by. And it brought me to my knees. And so through my healing process, and because we were fortunate to be able to donate her organs, uh, I ended up doing a lot of public speaking and promoting organ donation in Ontario, Canada. And through that, I just was starting to have like real sacred, intimate conversations with people about their pain and their loss and I just thought wow there's a lot of people hurting out there and I just thought once I go through my own healing process I want to help others heal and so that kind of led me on my journey and although I am an IT project manager uh, for one of the uh, major five financial institutions in Canada I also do this other work on the side, which is, like I say, my my passion and my soul work. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And actually, it's quite common. I've um, had a few guests on the, um, on the podcast who have been through some kind of traumatic experience, you know, loss or near-death experience, and then they've stepped into their purpose. It feels like that has been a a huge trigger point and I imagine that um, there was a huge catalyst as well around the time of COVID you know I feel like Mm. that had a huge impact on 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 many 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 lives for many many different reasons right there's yes and I feel right now this year a lot of people are going through massive shifts with transformation and Mm. and I think people forget with transformation comes a lot of work and a lot of grief (laughs) when we're shedding those layers you know Absolutely. And we're shedding those identities and masks that no longer align. So I love that you're assisting humanity with grief because it's it's a really um my team is saying it's like it's um things that people don't really understand until they're going through it themselves. Yeah, it's very true. And and it can be a really lonely journey because you know your inner circle doesn't understand what you're going through. Uh, like you say until you go through it yourself Mm. and I imagine as well that everybody's journey is different and they need different things do they is that the case you see yeah it really is although there's like a common thread with people that are grieving no two people grieve the same so um, I have a, a workbook that I put together as my curriculum to Uh, you know, walk someone through their grief process. But it's never the same for any two people. Because, yeah, it takes it takes different, different avenues. And, and, you know, you bring all of you to your grief process, right? It's like, 
your personality, your culture, your history, your, your, you know, um, historical conversations, your beliefs, your values, your, like all of it, right? So you bring all of that to your grief process. And, and yeah, so the transfer, transformation is like, so different for everyone. Like sometimes, um, not sometimes, every time somebody comes into the program, they're, you know, maybe have experienced a, a traumatic loss and they end up getting complete about something completely different, you mm -hmm. know, like a relationship with somebody else or the relationship with themselves. And it's just, it's amazing to be able to witness that transformation for people. And, and I don't go in with an agenda. So like, I just hold the space for them and they, I miraculously watch them transform throughout the process and it can be week five, it can be week eight, you know, like it just, it's always so different depending on, you know, where their journey takes them. Mm, that's beautiful because, you know, we are all different beings. And I think right now I'm experiencing this in my reality a lot is that a lot of pillars are breaking down and crumbling um in order that we create the new pathways and, and and many people that I'm speaking to are doing this work at the very beginning because I feel like we're the at the very beginning of like almost like a new decade of designing this beautiful new world um is lots of things have to crumble down and I think there's going to be a lot of grief around that as well because not many people understand what it means to surrender and let things go that don't align right yeah. And um, that's almost like the biggest piece of the work I find in the work that we do. I don't know if you see that in your work as well, uh, Cheryl. Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, you mentioned COVID and we were all in survival mode. So everybody like kicks into action and you do what you have to do. And and I think now as we have returned to, you know, our new normal, uh, we're realizing that there's some you know, leftover grief from this whole experience. And there was a, a company who had, um, you know, pivoted and, and started working from home. It was a Fortune 500 company. And, you know, they did what they had to do. And now they're all back into the workforce, like back into the workplace, like two or three times a week. And they're struggling. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not like, we go back to the way it was because there is no the way it was. There's just this this new way of of living and and operating in our lives and in our companies. And they were experiencing grief. So I, I did a virtual workshop for them. Um, we spent two hours just acknowledging the grief that we had experienced over the last few years and how that, uh, you know, gets translated into, you know, returning to work and all now all the things we've lost, like because we we created this new way of living, working from home, and now we're back into an office and like everything's just so uncomfortable. And and how do we manage our mental health and, and our well-being through all those changes? So it was a very well-received uh, workshop that we did. And they actually had me come back and do a full-day workshop on you know, now what? Like, how, how do we create community? How do we 
experience this human connection and affinity with each other and create community now when we've been isolated for years. So it's just this really uncomfortable um, new way of kind of trying to navigate life and relationships and and work-life balance and and all of that. Mm, yeah. I'm really excited about what holds for the future. I mean, how how do you see your vision for the future? We asked that question in the questionnaire, but um, we're just wondering what you see as your vision for the future, a future world that we create in. Yeah, wow, that's that's a big question. Um, for me, I think that you know, like yourself, I think that it is going to be um, a transformation. I think that people are going to start getting aligned with their true values. I think that we have let society dictate, you know, what our values and beliefs are to a certain extent. And I think that the rubber really hit the road with COVID. And I think that people are getting really clear about what works and what doesn't work and what they're willing to do and what they're willing not to do anymore. And I think that there's been a big shift in the conversation around mental health and well-being. And I think people are starting to put themselves first. And I mm. think that we're going to see more and more of that. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's beautiful because I think people are realizing that this 3D world that we live in um, has to be one full of joy and connection rather than just a lot of people are still in like a, a zombie mode my team is saying you know they, they they go to work they come home from work and they go to bed and and you know that's really no no life that's the life of a slave and I think a lot of people are constantly and I'm talking about like you know everyday normal humans um everyone's starting to question what else is there and yeah, I really yeah. love that, that people are, are actually realizing that you can be creative and work on your own terms and you don't necessarily need to have a job. And I really love that. I really love yeah. that. I'm a bit advocate of that. People are just connecting to their heart and following their joy and yeah. getting paid for it. You know, yeah. it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's just like the ultimate sweet spot, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you wonder why we didn't see it before, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess um, I guess many of us did see it, you know, and, and it's always quite exciting when other people are starting to wake up and see it. I mean, I worked in a very corporate environment for over 10 years. I was a tax advisor, mm -hmm. and 10 years ago, about maybe just under, I just decided that it wasn't for me, that I was no longer going to be just a cog in a wheel, you know, a number on a paycheck. I decided that there was more out there and um, it's having that courage sometimes to let go of, of that comfort blanket and just go yeah. for what it is you really want. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will be doing that this year and that's yeah. what I'm excited for. Yeah. And I, you know, in my situation, it was a traumatic incident that, you know, just really had me brought to my knees and face into the, into the sidewalk um to really wake wake up I guess and uh and start to live in a different way but 
I, you know, when I'm going into these companies or I'm working one-on-one -on -one with my clients, it's like, I don't want them to have to experience a trauma to, to be able to wake up and to have that experience and to have that desire to, to have that joy in their life. Oh, so, yeah, yeah I try to, I try to take the lessons and, and, and have them learn the lessons without having to <laughs> go through the trauma. But, you know, it's everybody's journey, right? So everybody will get it in their own time and when they're supposed to. Yeah, such a beautiful point. It's always in divine timing and alignment. And I think um, there's a lot of people out there that I see in the industry, the coaching industry, who are hustling, who are pushing things harder, you know, we're working longer hours. And I find the more that I'm expanding, I'm actually doing a lot, lot less. You know, I'm, mm. I'm encouraged to take time off and days off and, and shorten my work days. I'm just like, this is, this is beautiful. You know, this yeah. is really beautiful because you get to show up in a really expansive way rather than a way which is just based on survival. And, right. You know, and I think that's, I think that's going to be another shift for humanity, especially is that we do not have to settle for these minimum rules and minimum pay thresholds that we've been so used to settling with, mm -hmm. uh, really yeah. tapping into that infinite abundance energy, which is open to all of us. You know, we nobody's immune from this feeling or this abundance. It really is beautiful. The energy coming through right now is it's just incredible. So yeah. I really love that you're helping these people with this grief energy as well, because obviously this grief energy is really low vibing. Oh, yeah. It, it keeps people stuck in patterns. It keeps people stuck in the past. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of shame that you deal with as well in your work, you know, shaming themselves over, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of that goes on and the more that we can work on freeing up that energy and saying, look, you know, it's okay. Like you're going to be okay. Yeah. You just got to do these things and you'll get through it. And I think sometimes that's, that's almost what people want to hear, isn't it? You're going to be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and giving people permission to be sad, you know, because like you said, it's like, um, they have the shame around how they're feeling and they shouldn't feel this way. And it's like, we're not going to, you know, be able to transform into joy unless you actually acknowledge the, the grief and to allow it, you know, that it is all of it. It's like to, I was going to say welcome it in, but it's not like it's, uh, you know, um, a wanted thing, but but it is required as part of the grief process is to allow that pain and and but not but not have it be a destination, you know, that to have it part of your journey and and then to to be able to break free. I, I was working with this woman who like she was totally low vibing and she didn't want to live anymore. Her husband had died. She was 57 years old. She was a supervisor in a corporation and couldn't work. She was seeing a therapist and it was like nothing was working. She was just 
you know, just feeling really hopeless and like you say, and, and shame, shamed about it too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, what's wrong with me? And, you know, why don't I want to carry on? And I mean, her life was just, there was just no light at the end of the tunnel for her. And, you know, we did some grief work and it turned out that she had a loss back when she was 19, where her dream of becoming an artist had been shut down. And so, you know, when we unpacked all that and we untangled that grief that she had experienced back when she was 19 and she's 57 now, she ended up quitting her job and she moved from one province to another province and went back to art school and became an artist. Wow. So like, you know, like you just, you can't make this stuff up. Like It's just amazing to, you know, because I gave her permission to feel the way she did. And so then you work through that, it gets acknowledged, it gets expressed, and then you can resolve it and, and then create the life that you really want. Mm, I love that point yeah. giving someone the validation and also the space and uh, isn't it crazy though that oftentimes people need that that validation that you know it, it's it and that permission my team was saying they need the yeah. permission yeah. to just express because actually you know my team are reminding me it, it comes from our collective programming that even mm -hmm. when we're little I don't know what generation you brought up in Cheryl, but I was very much like if I cried as a child, my my mom or my dad would say, "Shut up! I'll give you something to cry about," and then exactly. I would get probably whacked around the head, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so we we got really good at numbing, right? Yeah. Numbing yeah. how we felt. I mean, I had anxiety for over thirty five years because I just didn't know how to express mm -hmm. anything, and and I think a lot of people are trapped. Um, with not being able to feel or not being able to express and there's this collective energy that we're slowly moving our way through and, and breaking down just by the work that we're individually doing on ourselves and with other people and and it's yeah. really powerful the the world that we're creating you know that yes. especially with the children that are coming through I mean I've got two young kids they're six and eight and mm. they are just especially my six-year-old she would just tell anyone what she thinks you know yeah. <laughs> even strangers she'll go up to them and tell them exactly what she thinks about anything you know she yeah. doesn't care she has yeah. no issues and I think that's beautiful that, that I we're do too yeah not only are we working on breaking down our stuff and connecting and feeling and the grief and all that as a collective but individually but so we are better equipped that when we have children or we're bringing through these beings mm -hmm. that they won't have these issues <laughs> yeah. or they'll have the tools to heal themselves. And, and yeah. we, you know, people like us will probably not even be needed in the future. We won't have like people who are like healing or, or educators. It will be just, everyone will be just on such a high vibe. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's my vision anyway for the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so what type of work? You said you do one-on-one. -on -one. You do a lot of corporation work by the sound of things. And yeah. do you have like a program as, as well? Or how can people kind of get into learning more about what you do? Yeah. So, um, well, the website that I have is called Adapt DNA. And when I looked at 
my life and all the losses that I had experienced, I was thinking that my life had been all about loss. And I thought, that's kind of a drag. Like, who wants to, their life to be, you know, all about loss? But then I thought, no, it's actually not about loss. Like, the thing that I've actually mastered is how to recreate myself in the face of loss. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of inspired me. But then I was thinking, like, but what had me be able to recreate myself in the face of loss? And it was really my adaptability skills, which we all have naturally in our DNA. We're yeah. all adaptable. But I think life can kind of knock us around and we can forget how adaptable we are. And so it's a soft skill that can be developed too. So I just really loved that. And I, I just hung on to that. And, you know, especially in the face of COVID, like companies had to be adaptable in order to survive. And so adaptability just kind of fit into the grief side of things and the corporate side, mental health side of things. So the website is called Adapt DNA. And, uh, and my program for working with clients who are grieving is called My Good Grief, because I didn't want it to be like depressing and I and I didn't want it to be you know like you say low vibe it's like I wanted it to be something that you can embrace and it can be good in your life so so I named it my good grief and I actually I I published a, a workbook called my good grief healing from loss and it's available on Amazon and uh, it's the curriculum for an eight-week program, which I facilitate either virtually or in person with, with my clients. I have done groups as well, and, and then also go out into corporations and put together customized programs for them. Oh, wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. I also spied your cat as well. That made me smile. Oh, where was he? Where was he? he? I, he, heard, he I just, hear him kind of he, pouncing yeah. around. <laughs> he just poked his little nose in. Oh, and, the, and then I saw his tail. My cats always do the same, you see. I've got, sometimes you get a butt, sometimes you get a face, sometimes you get a tail, sometimes the camera gets knocked off. It just yeah. makes me smile when I see other people's furry friends in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he likes to uh, have his presence known. <laughs> yeah, don't they just? They just rule yeah. the roost, don't they, cats? Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> they're so they're so brazen with their energy, aren't they? They're like, yeah, yeah whatever. I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yours yeah. is no different. That's why I was smiling. <laughs> I could see his little nose poking oh, in yeah. to say hi. <laughs> 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 oh that's so beautiful and so is um connecting via your um sorry by your website is that the best way that people can get in touch with you if they want to find more about this yeah there's a calendar there that you can book a call with me or there's some free resources there there's a free download called the seven stepping stones to reclaiming your life after loss or they can simply email me at cheryl at adaptdna.com Okay, beautiful. What we'll do, Cheryl, is we'll um, put your links in the bio of this podcast so people will know where to find you. Uh, okay. Maybe also a link to that um, P um, document you've got as well, because that sounds like a really beautiful resource that people will will know. And I, I think especially in my world, I'm seeing a lot of, um, you know, I'm, I'm early 40s, so I'm seeing a lot of 
people that I'm working with going through the loss of things like their parents or actually one step before that going through almost like a grieving process of their parents because they're having to care for them now and seeing that coming through as well Um, Mm -hmm. and the restrictions and the limitations and and all that grief coming to surface on what they didn't resolve from childhood you know it feels like a lot of it is coming up to clear and and I always love that stuff you know I always get excited for my clients when they've got grief or or anger or sadness because I'm like it's good it's positive let's get it out um but I think having those tools that you can provide is very 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 powerful because I imagine um yeah my team has shown me this like almost like someone in grief being surrounded by a whirlwind and not being able to see and, and the work that you're doing is really enabling people that they've they've actually got that golden thread to get through they've got that pathway and and it's so beautiful that you're you're being involved in that work at such a, a deep level so it's beautiful I love it thank you yeah you're welcome thank you so much Uh, You're so welcome. So I'm going to thank our readers and our listeners and our watchers for tuning in today. And like I said, we'll share Cheryl's links and whatnot so you can find her. And um, I'll just stop record, Cheryl, and then we'll have a little chat. Okay, great. Okay, thanks, guys.